Welcome to the Panic Attack Recovery Podcast, an ongoing source of practical strategies and tips for anxiety and ADHD. We're a collaboration of former sufferers helping those currently struggling with anxiety, panic attacks, and ADHD so they can express their true competencies in life. Now, here is Matthew, your host. Hi, it's Matthew, and thank you for joining me for another podcast. In today's podcast, I would like to discuss one of the biggest distractions, in my opinion, for people with ADHD and anxiety. One of the biggest distractions, in my opinion, is temptations. Temptations can take the form of things that bring us enjoyment, really. The problem with temptations in this context is that when we're trying to focus on certain tasks, we get tempted by things that distract us. In a way, distractions and temptations are the same thing, but people don't tend to notice temptations as much because it's something they're interested in. The problem with anxiety and ADHD is that we become focused on the things that we really enjoy sometimes, so we can become almost hyper-focused on those things, and we don't really notice that we're being distracted from the task at hand. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're someone who's into bicycling. You're focused on and working on something at work. Let's say you're working on a project. It's some sort of a job proposal you're working on for your employer. You have to do a bit of searching on the internet for this job proposal, so you go on the internet and all of a sudden you see some advertising of a bicycle clothing. This reminds you of something. You say, oh wait, I was looking for cycling clothing. I was looking for those particular spandex shirts or shorts or whatever the case may be. And immediately you start down the rabbit hole of shopping while you're supposed to be working on the request for proposals. The problem is you recognize your need for bicycle clothing as a legitimate reason. So you don't think of it as a distraction, but you think of it as, oh wait, I need to do that. So you start working on that task now, which is shopping. Now there are countless examples, and you really have to think of what really applies to you, but this is just a simple example to get you thinking about whatever passions and hobbies and interests you have, and you might see how temptations can arise when you're trying to focus on your work. Another problem is those things that distract you and take you away from the task at hand can cause a level of frustration at a physiological level. You may recall our podcast and also our videos and articles, no doubt, around the physiological symptoms of anxiety. And what I'm getting at here is your body sort of unconsciously picks up on things throughout the day. And I'm not talking about something mystical or far out there. I'm just talking about the physiological tensions that can arise in your body throughout the day. For example, Let's say you're really trying to focus on something and accomplish something, but you're not being as efficient at what you should be doing because you're getting distracted by these temptations, as I'm referring to them. These things take you off track, and naturally this is frustrating. But also, as I said, your, your body is sort of all-knowing at sort of an unconscious level, and this form of tension can build up maybe in the form of headaches, tension in your stomach, an upset stomach, all kinds of physiological symptoms, as I said. And then those physiological symptoms can start a vicious cycle in that they can start you thinking anxiously about things all of a sudden because you're starting to have physiological symptoms that are related to anxiety. Then you start having anxious thoughts. In my opinion, the reason this tension may arise is that you're being distracted by things and you're not as efficient at executing tasks and you start to be disappointed and frustrated and feel like I should have gotten way more accomplished today, but I just couldn't get things done. And let me be clear, I'm not suggesting you're an inefficient person, you're not efficient, you're not proficient at doing things. I'm just saying you could be way more proficient if you didn't have these distractions when you're trying to focus on a particular task. 
Another way to think about this is to think of the analogy of a computer. When you give a computer too many tasks, you use up the RAM of the computer and it starts to slow down a great deal. So in a way, your distractions can take you away from the task at hand, but often throughout the day, your attention may go back and forth, may sort of vacillate between the task at hand and these distractions that are coming up. So it makes it harder and harder to get things done efficiently because your attention is really drawn between two or multiple things throughout the day. And I'm saying that temptations are so powerful because they're things that really get your interest. They can make you hyper-focused and you're not aware that you're being distracted. Over time, though, as I said, your body is picking up on this tension you're feeling because you're trying to accomplish things, but you're just not able to get things done. We often dismiss our bodily feelings, our physiological feelings, and we just think about our mind and our thoughts, but all of these things, the stress can be registered in your body at a level as well. I'm not going to propose that I have all the answers why this is the case, but first of all, this is something I've noticed myself, but in discussions with others within the panic attack recovery community, this is something that has arisen for many folks, this tendency to get frustrated and then to have that frustration sort of take on a physiological symptom. So now that you get a sense of the problem and the magnitude of the problem, what can you do about it? You need to have a way of grounding yourself throughout the day when you're engaged in meaningful tasks. Here's what I have done myself, and I know many others have done and found success. I always have something in front of me when I'm working that just sort of lets me know what I'm doing and the time. Let's say it's 10.30 in the morning, and I'm working on that job proposal. Well, what I'll write is 10.30, job proposal. Now, what I've trained myself to do, and I'd recommend that you consider as well, is to refer to this sort of logbook, we'll call it, or this notepad, whatever you want to call it, to bring yourself back to what you're doing, to always focus on what am I doing right now. I know this sounds very simple, but it can be very effective because, as I said, distractions can take us away, and all of a sudden we're off to the races on something new. So what I do is I've learned to regularly refer back to this notebook about what I'm doing, and that helps to ground me. And I've trained myself to look at it regularly throughout the day so that I constantly will catch myself. And often this is very helpful because I do get distracted and I have to be grounded back into what I'm doing. And this brings me right back, just a couple of words, something very simple like job proposal, whatever the task may be. It doesn't have to be a long description. I would write 1030, job proposal. Let's say it's like 1045, I get distracted. Out of habit, I go back to this logbook in front of me and I say, oh yeah, job proposal, right back on the job proposal again. This has been very efficient for me, and I know of many others who have found this to be a very helpful tip for ADHD, but also for anxiety. Another tip when you're working on things and you get distracted, and once you catch yourself being distracted because you look at your logbook, as I'm calling it, and you say, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be working on this task, the job proposal in the example I was discussing, is you write down what comes to mind. Let's say that you were working on your job proposal, you get distracted, there's bicycle clothing for sale online, and you write to yourself, bicycle clothing. So I sort of develop a secondary list, sort of like a parking lot is what I call it, but you can call it whatever you want. It's not really a to-do list, it's just something that came to mind that day that I want to pursue later. When I finish the task that I intended to work on, then I'll look at this parking lot and say, oh yeah, bicycle clothing. Maybe I'll look at it now, maybe I'll look at it tonight, whatever. Having this parking lot, so to speak, of things that come up, these distractions, these temptations that come up during the day, can be very helpful for two reasons. Number one, often you'll write something down and it causes you to pause the distraction process. And sometimes you'll return later to that list of things you've written down, like, say, bicycle clothing, 
once you finish your work for the day and you say, you know what, I really don't need bicycle clothing. So it can save you from impulsive decision-making. Secondly, it can serve as a reward. So one way to reinforce the habit of staying on task is to give yourself a gift, maybe after you've stayed on task. By deferring things until later on a list like this, you can sometimes reward yourself by then pursuing that temptation later once you've finished your work. But this rewards you and helps you to stay on task in the moment because you're giving yourself some sort of reinforcement to stay on task rather than to get distracted on a whim. So I'd like to challenge all of you out there, even if you consider yourself to be a really efficient person. Try these two suggestions for a week and see how you find your efficiency levels. Do you notice that you're getting more done now? Do you feel more focused? Do you feel clearer? This is what many people have said to me when they started doing these things. They felt clearer, more focused, and their emotions feel better. They don't have that nagging anxiety that I talked about, that sort of residual anxiety that sort of sits in your body throughout the day in the form of tension, headaches, upset stomach, tension in your stomach, whatever the case may be, because they haven't had these frustrations of things coming at them. So in summary, the, the takeaway messages from this podcast are to develop a quick and easy way to always have something in front of you that keeps you on track, that reminds you about what you're supposed to be doing. By keeping your attention on task, you can become more efficient throughout the day and you can feel better. This allows you to get those things that are distracting you because often those things that distract you come in the form of temptations and you don't think of them as annoying things or things you enjoy, whereas things that can distract you throughout the day, like someone who bothers you, for example, you can easily tell that's a distraction. So by having this grounding strategy, by having just making a simple note, the time of day and the task you're working on, and learning to refer to that list throughout the day can be very helpful. And also, when other temptations arise, writing those things down and saving them until later can be helpful in preventing impulsive behavior, and they can also serve as a reward for a job well done when you've stayed on task throughout the day. Thank you for listening to the Panic Attack Recovery Podcast. Make sure that you have subscribed to our podcast and please comment and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All show notes and links are accessible from our website. Please visit our site and subscribe to our free newsletter at panicattackrecovery.com. All information has been provided for educational purposes. Please consult a healthcare professional about any disorder or condition and the applicability of any information provided in this podcast.